podcast everything you never needed to know about movies music and theater i am your host matt and you know we haven't done a lot of um recurring guests of recent just because of timing and what have you but i got uh two recurring guests uh right here for you uh ladies and gentlemen i have the double team the the double teamed uh 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 friends jen and heidi coming back to the podcast great to see you ladies hello Oh, hello. Hello. So this one was an interesting one that I had not even really thought of in terms of a, uh, a topic, but I got really interested into it when we started talking about it. Um, but before we get to that, uh, it's been a while. So let's uh, catch up for a second. Jen, Heidi, last movie you saw, last new movie you saw, not rewatched. So we're halfway through because it's three hours long, but we're watching um, Drive My Car right now. But the watch last whole movie that I watched um, was the new Batman, the Batman. Yeah. Um, and I just have to say, I love Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeffrey Wright, and, Jeffrey Wright and anything is, is amazing. Um, I Je- jokingly looked at my husband. I was like, I will marry Jeffrey Wright if he asked me to marry five <laughs> he just laughed at me. That's really funny. Um, uh, Jen, uh, last movie last movie you saw, the newest one. Um, new in general or new to me? New to you. Okay, so that one would actually be Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I had never seen the whole movie before, so I watched that um, over the weekend. Now, did you see the, um, like the director's cut or did you see the original, original version? Do you know? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> was there a scene? Whichever one is on canopy. <laughs> mm, I don't know which one. Uh, was there a scene in like a government building with all of them yelling at each other? Yes. Okay, that is the director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> and but you and you didn't see inside of the spaceship, right? No. Okay, yeah, that that was a special edition that Spielberg was like, I'm sad I did that. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I love that movie, Close Encounters, one of my favorite movies. Um, so I saw <laughs> the, uh, what is it called? The un, um, the un, the unattainable weight of, of massive talent or the, un, the un, oh yeah, I forget what the, the, the new Nick Cage movie. Um, I, okay. I saw it. It was fun. Um, I said to someone, the best way I can describe it is if you're not a Nick Cage fan, you won't understand it or probably like it. Um, and there was a couple of problems in terms of like, um, there were a couple of opportunities that they missed, you know, just because they only did an hour and it was only an hour and 45 minute movie. It was really, really fast, but you know, it's not bad, not bad at all. One um, of my um, coworkers has one of those pillows that's like shimmery on one side. And if you rub it, it turns into Nicolas Cage's face. Um, <laughs> she went to work. 
and they loved it and oh my gosh yeah that that made an appearance as well as multiple face-off references and what oh really oh yeah oh yeah um all right so tonight we're going to do um, again, we kind of go off the beaten path, which I love. Um, you know, we've talked about movies that we can't wait our kids wait for our kids to see, um, Criterion movies, et cetera, et cetera. But tonight we're going to do top five settings from movies we'd want to visit. Now, these are uh, obviously there are some movies. Um, for me, I kind of stayed away from grounded. You know, I you 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 ladies know how much I love docudramas and like you know true stories and that kind of thing but I try to stay away as much as I could from those types of movies for the sake of you know these are settings that we've always wanted to go and see and the criteria I guess would just basically be within the context of the movie itself so um, Heidi I know you love Wes Anderson movies so um, if you were to pick let's say Fantastic Mr. Fox it would be the world within the context of the movie Mm-hmm. Um, uh, fantastic Mr. Fox as opposed to like Raw Dolls version or the multiple stage versions that have happened from that that piece um, so this is exciting I'm, I'm excited to to hear this and hear, hear uh, yours so let's start with number five Jen please start us off all right so for my number five um, <laughs> this is my goofy pick um, because the movie itself is not very good. <laughs> it's a, a setting I have always wanted to visit since I first saw the movie when I was like nine years old. Um, the summer camp in It Takes Two. Now, It Takes Two is <laughs> a movie starring Kirstie Alley and um, John Gutenberg and the Olsen oh, twins. Yeah, I was going to say, and the Olsen twins. Yes, so this is like the platonic ideal in my mind of what a summer camp was, because I never went to summer camp as a kid, Um, was not allowed to do sleepovers, really, so the the summer camp and like the sloppy joes and the canoes and everything, I was like, that is what a summer camp ought to be, so I mean, ideally, this would also entail me um, time traveling to be my nine-year-old self in the 90s because <laughs> I, I feel like that would be the best way to experience it so the summer camp and it takes two <laughs> and, and it's very like that is like I think that's like the dream of so many 90s nine-year-old girls you know oh yeah <laughs> for me it was the parent trap camp because they had fencing and I used to do fencing but summer camps were like amazing when you were a kid in the 90s <laughs> i guess so well um did you guys see my post a couple of uh, nights ago or a couple mornings ago where i said i had a dream about like a daddy day camp that wasn't the movie <laughs> daddy day camp and i only know it was the 90s because the first thing i said it within the dream i asked my wife this one doesn't have gutenberg in it right <laughs> so um yeah there, he there definitely was, had a moment in the the mid 90s for sure yeah there was always a kid there was always that and there was always uh uh um you know gutenberg i guess so um yeah 90s movies were obsessed with summer camps summer camps and quicksand <laughs> and, act, and, and villains that would say to like the like hero's girlfriend now you are mine that see, was another see, 90s see, thing see my favorite from the 90s which didn't make my list but let's say an honorable mention was the summer camp from heavyweights <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just for the blob, just to do the blob and the go-karts, that would have been boss. Um, Heidi, what is your number five uh, setting? So my number five setting is I would love to become a chipmunk and a cottage court chipmunk and live in Frogtown Hollow and Ummit Otter's Jug Band Christmas. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> Think about it. Like the currency, it's like $50 is a lot of money. Like I would be rich, <laughs> even though I don't make a lot of money in the real world. I'd be eating wealth there. And I just want to hang out with Emmett Otter and eat mashed potatoes with Wendell and just enjoy it. Just a simple life. I think a lot of my themes or like I had a lot of different places, but all of them are very like cottage core, simple, um, do nothing all day kind of worlds. So, so basically you want to go back to the basics of life where you don't have to do too much. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm an Enneagram nine, by the way. So it sums it up. <laughs> Jen knows, Jen knows this. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my number five is one that I'm kind of thinking might actually exist. Like this is what I imagine the afterlife actually would be, but it would be um, heaven from what dreams may come. The Robin Williams uh, what dreams may come because I love the colors I love the the way that the like watercolors kind of thing and uh, you know the house that that man was going to have at the end of his life um, what dreams may come to me is a very underrated Robin Williams movie and not too many people know it but I will say for the most part anyone I've shown that movie to my wife included has instantly said I love that movie why did I not know about that movie um, so I try to I bring, agree. I try to bring as much attention to what dreams may come. The book is actually way different and it's not, I'm not saying it's one of those times where the book, it wasn't better. It was just different and I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, what dreams may come. Jen, give us number four, please. Number four for me is the land of the dead in Coco. Um, I, I love the... that too, but I didn't put on my list. <laughs> I love the visuals of it. It's absolutely gorgeous and like everything with the glowing leaves and everything. And this would also give me the opportunity to punch Ernesto in the face, which <laughs> is also like a really big selling point. Um, I will not say that on Twitter and get myself banned again. <laughs> I want to ride on the giant, um, I want to ride on the giant cat like panther cat yes. that when it goes into the real world becomes a little like okay <laughs> and oh my gosh my husband loves that he cries every time he watches that movie and he has no soul so that movie says a lot i hate to say it but i've ne i still have not seen that movie oh That's, i think it's the best uh, pixar movie out there yeah it's on it's on the list next time my wife and i do like a movie night like yeah. like a movie movie night but um yeah we haven't seen it yet but that's the definitely the next one oh yeah that's my favorite pixar movie I'll have to, I'll, I'll concur with Jen when, when I finally see it. Uh, uh, Heidi, number four, please. So I chose The Umbrella Shop and The Home and for my favorite movie, The Umbrellas of Cherbourg because I love the wallpaper and I love to live in a world where everybody talks to each other, even if it's just casual things like I got the mail and the fashion and everything. Like, yes, there is a war going on, but let's just ignore that and live in a world where it's pastels and everybody's singing to each other. I mean, that's that's the dream, I guess. <laughs> it is the dream. Like I've, um, I have Stitch Fix, and I ordered from there like a few times a year. And I wrote to this, uh, um, the um, stylist, I was like, "Look up umbrellas of Schaumburg. I want that to be my fashion." 
and I got so much pastels going on now. <laughs> nice, nice. So uh, my number four is actually Sherwood Forest from now. I have to be very specific. This is from the Disney's Robin Hood. Oh, that's um, a good one. Uh, just to come into a to Sherwood Forest and be able to hear a rooster sing Udalali and <laughs> you know run with uh, Robin Hood and Little John running through the forest, uh, <laughs> like it's just so much fun and uh, it seems like a party, especially in the middle of that movie. So, um, and I don't care if it's a cartoon. You know what? I, I, I'll totally do it. You know, um, yeah, so much fun. Uh, Jen, your number three, please. My number three is also um, cartoon-ish. I want to go to Toontown from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's on my list too. That is actually <laughs> I just feel like it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> that movie scared me when I was little. So I couldn't. It's very upset by the shoe getting well, dipped yes, in the yes, acid. Yes, yeah. I, yes that was the part that scared me. traumatized by that. But. Oh, yeah. Well, and Chris Rock, Walk, uh, Chris Walk and Christopher Lloyd's uh, performance of, of him with his bug eyes, like, that's scary. Mm -hmm. It's creepy. Yep, yeah. scary. Oh, very yeah. scary. Um, okay, well, I'll talk about Toontown when I get there, but uh, great pick. Uh, Heidi, your number three, please. Um, so I have chosen because I am, I love food and my husband and I are like regulars at a few restaurants to the point where we get to like know everybody that works there's names and they know us. Um, I chose the restaurant Tampopo from the movie Tampopo. It's just a traditional Japanese ramen restaurant and I just can see myself like going there every day and, and eating some high quality ramen noodles and just because I like ramen, I just want to go eat stuff so I had to choose a restaurant and that was my restaurant of choice um was the restaurant from Tampopo <laughs> very hey, simple hey it works you know <laughs> very simple um so my number three um while technically it's a real place uh London England but London England as seen by the original Mary Poppins Cherry oh, Tree Lane Norman. Yes, Cherry Tree Lane and the ability to jump into paintings and go on merry-go-rounds, not on the actual carousel, to have a jolly holiday, um, to run around with Bert and Mary Poppins. I mean, come on, you can't do any better than that. Um, I would love that. that would, I'd be the bird lady. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've openly admitted that I would be Bert only because I can play multiple instruments and I, I'm kind of ADD when it comes to certain things in terms of entertainment. So, you know. I've Just, had students tell me that underrated song. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's said piece of birds is underrated. It is. Oh, I've saying that for so many auditions when I used to do theater. That was like my go-to audition song, actually. I love that song. It was so in my range and everything. Um, but... I had a few students tell me that I remind them of Mary Poppins, which I found was the biggest compliment anyone has ever given me. I could see you playing that role, Heidi. I really could. Oh, I, I dream of that. And so many people have said that too. Like my high school drama teacher was like, you should play Mary Poppins. And I was like, that would be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I could see I don't that. think I'm a soprano anymore though. <laughs> if I went back into singing. You could always teach yourself again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, Jen, give us your number two, please. 
All right, my number two pick is Iona's Record Store in Pretty in Pink. Um, <sighs> I want to skip through the skip over the high school drama in the '80s because that seems totally miserable. But Iona is really cool, and I want to <laughs> hang out with her and like listen to music and hang out in her record store. I feel like that would be way more fun. <laughs> I love record shops. The old vinyl ones I love, like like Tower Records and like uh, like the one in High Fidelity. You know, mm-hmm. I love those 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 old ones. Jen, do you remember we went to one in Northampton? You bought on VHS Ghostbusters. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I still have it. <laughs> it was awesome. It was like a good basement. It was like seventy five cents. It was great. Oh yeah, everything's dirt cheap there. I love that place. <laughs> They, they only have a few, a friend of mine and I, and I went up to New Hampshire and they had like this beautiful one and he, uh, <laughs> it was like a buck for each DVD and he came oh, out with like a stack of DVDs like this long. <laughs> it was nuts. That's what this place, it's called, I think it's Turn It Up Audio in Northampton, Massachusetts and it's the most friendly place and nice. they have everything you can think of there, you know, and then some. All right. Uh, so Heidi, your number uh, two, please. So before I get to my number two, no, number one, um, I had to limit myself with this list because originally if it would have been all Wes Anderson and Hayao Miyazaki films, so I decided to choose like one Wes Anderson and one Hayao Miyazaki. So I chose the Grand Budapest Hotel for my number two. I would love to have Mendo's. I would love to just go there. It's so charming. Um, you know, what's ironic though, was there was actually one, like a few choices that I liked and I didn't want to choose them because they took place during war, but my number two, there's a war going on, but let's just ignore that. Like I did remember as a Cherbourg. And like I said before, I like pastels and bright colors. So Grand Budapest Hotel it is for me. <laughs> I can see that. I was, I was expecting that for number one, but that makes nope. me excited for number one. Uh, so my number two is Toontown from Roger Rabbit. Um, it was it was just so colorful and also the fact that you could hang out with both Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse for equal amount of time because of how the license licensing was between Warner Brothers and Disney. So I was you know. wondering how that worked. What's the story behind that? Because I was like, as yeah. a kid, I did I was like, that's so cool, but as an adult, I'm like, how did they do that? So basically Spielberg and again, Steven Spielberg is the only one who can really do this. Spielberg basically went to Warner Brothers and struck a deal. And it was basically that Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse had to be on screen for the same amount of time. So that's why wow. they're they're in the movie at the same exact time. Like falling, the the, yeah. the camera moves ever so slightly to see Mickey full and then it moves ever so slightly to the other way to McDonald full. Now again, take this the fact that this is the mid to late 80s Spielberg made it happen. It, it's no wonder why Spielberg is the only one that could have made Ready Player One as well. Like Roger Rabbit, Rabbit was a prelude to um, Ready Player One, even though Spielberg uh, didn't direct Roger Rabbit, but still, yeah, all licensing, and it makes sense. And now that I think of it, that that, that Warner's was like, well, I want they want equal an, an amount of share and all that. So, yeah, that's the long and short. That's the boring answer for that. That's really interesting. I always wondered that. Random fact about Bugs Bunny is him and I have the same birthday. Do you really? 
Yes, we do. July 27th. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going on to number one. So now this is the number one movie setting you'd always wanted to visit. So, Jen, you're number one, please. My number one is that I would want to go on the wormhole traveling spaceship thing in contact, um, primarily because I want to be psychoanalyzed by the aliens and have them tell me like what they think that they would need to present themselves as so that I wasn't too overwhelmed and intimidated by the knowledge that there is alien life. <laughs> I have to appreciate that you went with contact as opposed to the wormhole in interstellar. <laughs> when I first thought of wormhole, I was actually thinking of like, yeah, I wasn't thinking about wormhole, but the sandworms from Beetlejuice came up to me and I was like, she's saying the land from Beetlejuice because my brain, it's just late at night. And I was then, then you said contact. I mean, hey, whatever, man. Um, no, that's great. I, I love that movie. Again, that's kind of an underrated movie. Um, it is underrated. And I would still love to see the version that um, George Miller was going to do because George Miller spent two years developing that movie and never got to direct it because the studio was just like, you're taking too much time, go away. Um, I would still love to see that, just like I would love to see Spielberg's Interstellar. Um, but that's a topic for another discussion. Heidi, your number one, please. So I chose for my daughter's favorite movie, um, the town that Kiki lives in and Kiki moves to in Kiki's delivery service. Oh. It, um, Miyazaki said it's a it's based off of like a Eastern European town if World War II never happened. Hmm. It's purely charming. There's like flowers, bakeries. It reminds me a little bit of Prague where my husband and I went on our honeymoon. Hmm. Um, Again, another very simple life, like very little technology. The only problem is that a dirigible hits a clock tower. And that's the biggest problem in the movie. Um, but I would just love to go there and walk on the cobblestone streets with a baguette in my hand and relax. And I love that movie. I like I've watched it 900 times this past year, and it's my favorite animated movie of all time. I think the world would be a better place if everybody was forced to watch it. Um, but I love it, and I just think that and not even the home that she grew up in, like again, a little cottage core home, would be so just relaxing and laid back in the simple life. So it's it's interesting. You have the simple life either before, during, or after the war. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes it's quite i'm motivated uh, by relaxing and bright colors <laughs> and, Charm. and no war <laughs> yeah and no war and no war um no war all right so i will so i do have a quick uh um not caveat, but I do have a quick uh, additional thing to say before I give my number one. My wife did happen to say, because I told her what the subject was, she said her number one would either be Vienna as depicted in Amadeus, Amadeus movie, or Sound of Music. And she says oh, yeah. she's probably 99.9% .9 sure it would have been um, Sound of Music as opposed to Amadeus, but it's pretty, pretty close. Excuse me. So um, I, my last one is, um, I was really surprised I didn't go with Spielberg, but I said Guardians of the Galaxy. 
I would love to be on that ship. Now, granted, I do get motion sickness, um, <laughs> but I would love to be on that ship to be with uh, 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 Star Lord and and the whole gang. I wouldn't be able to contribute anything. Like the only thing I could contribute is if like the tape deck broke, I could just have my guitar and start playing and put on a show. But I couldn't do anything else for them. Um, but just to hang out with them and to go around space. I mean that. Uh, Guardians of Galaxy is starting to slowly usurp Star Wars in terms of my space opera love, um, which is really funny. Um, but yeah, all right, that is the whole shebang. That's our list. So um, you know, uh, all you listening out there, uh, what play, what settings would you like to go to see? Uh, what did we miss? Well, off the top, we were talking about other Wes Anderson movies. You know, um, Moon uh, Moonrise Kingdom was almost on my list. I will say that. Um, that was almost on my list too. Yeah. <laughs> Do you and, know that movie? I was. We have a Wes Anderson like a bunch of Wes Anderson like um. No like coffee table books. <laughs> and a really interesting fact about that is the narrator in Moonrise Kingdom is um, inspired from the narrator in the play Our Town, which totally makes sense. Yeah, and I, I was like, yeah. I love that. I love learning those things. I, I do have so. a good question for both of you ap- um, after we get over our, uh, our, um, we'll ask it now. We're here. So have either of you been motivated to watch any movies that we have talked about or recommended from previous podcasts since we last seen each other? Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. I was I watched um my dinner with Andre because both of you guys talked about it. I'd never seen it. And I want to thank you both for that. <laughs> um it was awesome. There was a few uh um Kurosawa films that you recommended, Heidi. Oh um, nice. Um, I'm waiting for Prime to, for it to be included in Prime to watch that, um, what was that, that um, rock musical that you suggested, the uh, the rock uh, thing of the uh, the drowning victim or whatever, what, what was it? That was oh, like Annette? A, yeah, yeah. Oh, that one's so weird and I love, the ending is amazing. The whole movie, you're like, what is going on? And then the ending, you're like, oh, it all makes sense. Yeah, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for that to be, free on prime because i really don't want to pay to rent oh don't pay for it (laughs) yeah yeah most of my movies come from the library that's what i do and there was a handful of ones that jen suggested that i was definitely like either i'd heard of it or i hadn't seen it yet and it was on my like list of things to do so i like threw threw a couple on yeah i've I've definitely gone through a rabbit hole yeah i was just wondering because i was thinking about that yeah. Jen, have you watched any movies that we recommended? <laughs> yeah, Close Encounters. <laughs> Which one? Oh, Close, Close Encounters. Encounters. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shut up about the it. Trilogy. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like true. the recommended trilogy for my um, double feature of um, abandonment, parenting, grief, and uh, space and time travel and everything. So yeah, <laughs> it definitely fits. It's now, it's now what, E.T., Guardians of the Galaxy, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I mean, it works. <laughs> um, yeah, I've watched a couple of other things. There's a handful of things that, like, you guys have just suggested that I haven't had a chance to watch just because I've had, I have so many other things that I'm, like, 
Oh yeah, we have we all are busy now. And we're all getting sick because our kids are getting sick. <laughs> well, that's true. And I'm finally finding time to actually see like newer movies on streaming. So I'm like watching new movies on streaming that I I didn't realize the Batman was a three hour movie. Like I it said, I said, Oh, I'll get it's a two hour movie. I'll do half tonight and half tomorrow. It was a four day process to finally Yep, it was three days for us and that and I had my and I was at my peak of my cold. And then now we're doing driving my car. We're like an hour and a half into it. So we're like, okay, we'll do the other hour and a half tomorrow night. Yeah. And it's really good. If you're in, oh, and, and it also, they reference Samuel Beckett in it, which is really awesome. So, yeah, I studied him a great deal. Thank you, Paul Shields, for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've read, I'd like everything uh, Beckett wrote just because Paul Shields recommended it. Um, any other honorable mentions or anything you didn't, you thought of, Jen, that we didn't discuss? I had an originally like such a very long list that I had to <laughs> narrow it down um, significantly. So a couple of honorable mentions off the top of my head were um, the Shire from Lord of the Rings. Me too. I almost said I that one. Do Hobbit things. Like I don't want anything to do with the ring. No orcs. None of that. Just that was the same with me. Exactly. Me. I just want to be lazy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I almost chose. Um, Oh my gosh, it just went out of my head. Um, the Oh, the library in the original Be Beauty and the Beast, um, the animated one. Can't beat that library. It's amazing. Um, what were some other ones that I thought of? I had like such a lengthy list. Um, those are the two like immediate ones. Um, how about you guys? I... <laughs> I had just on top of my head, um, the apartment that Roger lived in, in 101 Dalmatians. I just thought it was so awesome and charming. And I was like, oh, I could totally live there. I also had the Shire. I had the, but then there's a war, horrible war going on, but I had um, Howl's Moving Castle because I just want to hang out with a talking fire voiced by Billy Crystal and a sexy vampire all day. And what else? Oh, I had like the small village at the end of Akira Kurosawa's dreams where there's like a, um, one of the dreams, he goes to like a small, like no technology, very like nature oriented village and talks to an elder there. And they have like a celebration of somebody's life at the end of the movie. And I was like, oh, that would be just away from all um, constant noise inside and technology distractions. I would love that. So those were the four that I can think of. <laughs> Oh, so, I also had um, the where the ghost of Christmas present hangs out in the Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I had the world. So speaking of Muppets, I had the Muppet, uh, Great Muppet Caper World. Um, just to be like someone who was like hanging off of like a, a scaffolding while they're dancing would have been enough for me. Um, I also thought about I was going back and forth with various Tim Burton movies because his movies are so beautifully crafted in terms of how they look. And I kept going between Nightmare, uh, 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 Nightmare Before Christmas or Edward Scissorhands. I couldn't decide between the two. I knew I did definitely did not want to be in the middle of Sweeney Todd because I would be dead. <laughs> Um, but that would have been cool. And I actually did think for a time I would I would have been okay with Waterworld. 
um, <laughs> the terrible, terrible action Kevin Costner movie, just for the fun of it, just to be in the middle of all that. Um, and I did almost go with Treasure Planet just because I love that movie. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that movie so much. And I almost, um, yeah, I almost got, got back. I almost got uh, uh, decided on that one. But yeah, um, beyond that, like I said, I'm surprised I didn't do any Spielberg ones, but he's been doing reality documentary ones and I don't really want to be in the middle of all that, um, you know. <laughs> You know, maybe E.T., maybe 1941, just because everything's so chaotic in that one. Um, but anyway. Um, which this is one? like a good like personality assessment kind of thing. Like you kind of can tell a lot of a person over what places they've chosen. Yeah, you want to be relaxing in the cottage away from the world. Oh, yeah. Before or during or in the middle of a war yep <laughs> and i want to talk to aliens you want to talk to aliens and i want to be dead <laughs> i mean that i just want to be away from it all yeah yeah i want to be done i think i don't want to be done with life and just have fun um but what what ones did we miss please email me at matthew.garland at gmail.com heidi and jen it's always a lovely treat to have you guys on and i always love that you guys come up with the uh topics that we end up talking about um because it saves me a whole lot of hassle um but thank you guys so much and i uh, can't wait to have you guys on uh for the next time um and so uh i don't think i have anything to plug just watch old episodes listen to old episodes um be safe uh keep staying safe out there Steve, keep taking care of yourself and take care of others be nice to each other and please no violence what would you give to never have to worry about the way your body looks ever again hi i'm jackie body image expert, confidence coach, and owner of Confident Girl Hotline. We are here to help you heal the relationship you have with your body by healing the trauma in your body that has been inflicted upon you by the diet and wellness industry. We do this through somatic healing. We are running one-on-one -on -one sessions virtually, group classes, and even doing workshops for both adult women and teen girls. Please check us out at www.confidentgirlhotline.com. We're also on Instagram and TikTok. When you're looking to plan your next Disney World, Disneyland, or Disney Cruise Line vacation, we suggest you reach out to Danielle Elliott at Marvelous Mouse Travels. Danielle is a long, uh, lifelong Disney enthusiast, a former Walt Disney World cast member, and a graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge. When you book with her, your booking includes 100% free concierge level services, uh, some of which include customizing the perfect Disney vacation package for your, you and your family and your budget, uh, booking those difficult to secure fast passes and dining reservations, uh, providing tips and tricks to get out the most of your vacation and more. Uh, Danielle also monitors Disney promotions to help you save money for those uh, Disney trip veterans still be in control of all the details. Danielle will take care of all your needs so you can have all the fun and truly say Akuna Matata throughout your time at Disney. 
Contact her for your free quote at danielle.elliot at marvelousmousetravels, one word, dot com, or by messenger, messen, messaging her on her Facebook page.